You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. On Sunday, Pastor Josh moved into week two of our series in Philippians by preaching through chapter one, verses three through eight. In our podcast today, we're talking about why Paul has joy as he thinks about those who are a part of the Philippian church. We also talk about the idea of partnership in the gospel or koinonia and what that means for the church today. Finally, we're talking about the work that God is doing in us referenced in verse six and how we often struggle to trust God with the completion of that work. It's a fun and informative discussion today on After the Message. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Good morning. Mike. Hey, everybody. Good to see everyone. It's a good day. It's a great day. It's a good day. It felt awesome this morning. It's like in the 60s. What? 61 degrees this morning at the Brady House. Amen. I know. It's exciting. It is exciting, but there's still no rain forecast. No, no, no. it's not. No. At least we're praying not for Sunday. My my fear was going to be it hadn't rained in 62 years, and And Sunday it would be a deluge. That's right. But after Sunday, yeah, rain, Monday, bring it on. We need on. it. Yeah, <laughs> I heard a meteorologist like the other day say we're entering the driest time of our year. Oh boy, normally, and I was like, oh, that's great. That's just fantastic. From a drought into the driest time of our year. Need the food plots to grow just a little. So, so I was looking, you know, I was looking at the weather forecast, and you know, when I did, there's another hurricane out in the Atlantic, right? That's going up. I mean, it's not even going to touch land. But I'm thinking, you know, What's this is the, the second hurricane in like two weeks that have, has sort of followed that path. And I'm like, mm-hmm. which is really unusual. Like they, they typically never go. And I thought, well, is that that have something to do with the the reason why we have no rain? Like is all that like I think the reason sure they're moving? We is have it's a too meteorologist listening to this. Could you could you explain? Yes, help let us out. know. I, I think, think the I'm, hurricanes are getting to kind of where they normally go into the Gulf, and they look up oh. at our area and go, "That's way too hot," and so <laughs> yeah. they just. Yeah, Turn right. get away. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, maybe next week we should uh, we should have a guest meteorologist on the bed. That would be so. We can, we can I know talk. one. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. There you go. All yeah. right. All right. Thanks. Invitation coming <laughs> to the one that we know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, it's good to uh, good to be here <laughs> and to uh, to jump into some uh, conversation about uh, the sermon. Uh, before we do that, just so everybody knows who's in the room. Uh, to my left today, we've got Beth Bowman. I am here with and us to the left. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. I'm excited. Yeah. Yes. It's good to have it's you here. It's going to be great. It's good to be here. Uh, then we got, of course, Josh to Braddy. We got Preston Crow. To his we got left. Jay Fletcher to in the room today. <laughs> great to Jay be here. Jay Fletcher. Good yes. to, good to good have to you, man. Here. And then Chase Hammock as the producer. Yes. Yes. And guitar player. And guitar player. That's yes. Right. He yes. does so many things. Kirkland shirt wearing. Mm-hmm. Yes. But he's not singing today, unlike he's Beth not. and Jay. No. Mm. They did sing. They did. Nice. They did. Are you all still singing on the podcast? We won't do it again. You're not doing it? Uh, we won't do it again. That is, that is, no. That's a shame. I was most excited about that. Uh, no. Well, um, so we were uh, <laughs> on, <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, by the way, before we, before we get into things about Sunday, let me just go ahead and announce, and we'll announce it again at the end. If you're listening to this, uh, the week of September 18th, do not come to Broadmoor's campus this Sunday, the 24th, for worship, because we won't be here. We're going to be at Liberty Park. Yes. It's a community fest is coming up this Sunday, and so it's a big deal. And um, yeah, so we're just trying to get the word out and make sure people don't show up 
at the church building because we won't be here. We won't be here. So we won't be far. We won't. That's right. Nope. You can still get to us. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you get to the church, just yeah. You pull in and there are no cars, then you're, just, you're, you're going to realize real quickly <laughs> you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Turn around. So just right. drive the extra two minutes and yeah. go to yes. Liberty Park. Yeah. We'll have signs everywhere. That's right. we, yeah. we like Coach Prime. We ain't hard to find. That's right. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> so um, Sunday we were, in, uh, we were in week two of our uh, series in Philippians. And yeah. so still in Philippians chapter one. In fact, we started with verse three this week. We did. Uh, That's right. <laughs> verse Deep three into it. through eight. And uh, so, but it was a, it was a great Great message, great service, mm-hmm. and uh, we did something. Uh, you know, again, before we we start to talk about the sermon, we did something a little different on Sunday. We 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 sort of placed our offering differently, set it up differently, kind of had a contemplative offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I so thought was great, um, in my opinion, because we are we we've done it at the end of the service during the response time for so long. Anytime I do something new, like or, or a part of leader leading mm-hmm. something new, I always feel like maybe insecure or, or nervous, and so doing it felt wonky. Um, and that that's an official word, mm-hmm. wonky. It's um, Greek or Hebrew? Yeah, I think it's like a mix <laughs> oh, between the two, yeah. right? So it's it's Picayunian. It's, it's, it's Pearl River Countyian, um, but it is certainly wonky. Uh, and 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 I was thankful to hear positive feedback afterward. Mm. Um, and so I loved it. That felt mm. good. I loved it. I loved the intentionality. Mm. I thought it was great. Great moment. Yeah. Yeah. I love the moment where we didn't rush. We didn't hurry through. I mean, people are giving their offering and then, you know, the setup of just being able to sit Sit and be thankful, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, beyond just the the dollars or whatever that are going into a basket, but just to think about life and think about the past week. Yep. it, it, it's so awesome just to not be hurried that's when you're right. thinking about those moments, mm. and that I just so enjoyed that moment. Mm. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and you know, and no matter how that continues to flesh out in the future, I think the the heart behind it and the the value behind it is that you know uh, our our time of offering and our, our worship through giving it is an act of worship, and so uh, we want to be sure that we are we're treating it as such mm. and mm. and being thoughtful about the way that we do it. Mm. Uh, so. Yeah, it was great. Um, and and the, the service altogether, I think, was just, it was really, it felt really connected and really mm-hmm. intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, all that said, week mm-hmm. two of Philippians, yeah. um, Josh, it was a great message Sunday. How how uh, how'd you feel leading up to it? And yeah, so Philippians is is a fantastic book, right? So so generally, you're you're not going to have many of those kind of hot topics that you're going to be like, oh no, I have to preach through this, or oh no, I'm going to have to to help people make sense of this. This is probably the happiest book of the New Testament. Um, this is joyful just book, a joyful right. book, and and so it is truly a joy to preach. So each week, you you get to give encouragement because the Word gives encouragement. Um, and so each week, I, I come to this and with excitement. But there were particular spots about this text. That I found a lot of joy myself mm-hmm. in teaching um, because it, in in preparing and writing, it allowed those moments to flood back over my heart. Right. Mm-hmm. So when when Paul talks about his greatest joy is the gospel partnerships that he had ten years ago that it began and then throughout that that decade that they they remained and that brought him so much joy even while he sat in jail like that that's mm-hmm. awesome. And as we think back on our life um, and we think back in all the ways that that we didn't see it coming we we didn't. We didn't expect the people that would meet us 
we didn't expect them to partner with us in the way that they did and bring us so much joy, but not just in that moment, but for a lifetime. So a lot mm-hmm. of times we grow up thinking our, our childhood friends are going to be our friends forever. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I tell this to my son who is 15, like he's got his boys, man, and he, he loves hanging around them. And the thought of going to college in the next few years is, is a big deal for mm-hmm. him. And I'm like, buddy, I'm telling you, I know you don't believe it, but I'm telling you, you're going to meet people in college that it's not a replacement kind of deal, but yeah. they're going to come into your life and they're just going to be completely different. Mm-hmm. And they're going to add something that you didn't even know you needed. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be there the rest of your life. And, and mm-hmm. that is a beautiful thing. And I think that's part of what we see Paul explaining here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I loved your story that you gave about mm-hmm. being at Gulf Shore yeah. and having the, those two guys come around you. I can't remember mm-hmm. their names that came around you and said, let's do Bible study this yeah. summer. They recognize mm-hmm. that this is something they need to do with you. Reminded me of my time at Mississippi State, the, the Baptist Union, where Marty Harper and some others came along beside me to disciple me for the first time to really open up God's word, look for truth for myself, look mm-hmm. for application mm-hmm. for myself. And uh, it was a sweet moment of remembering. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was a yes. great day. I thought about my eighth grade Sunday school teacher. Mm. Now that, for me, that's a long mm-hmm. time ago. Yeah. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So he built into me, um, I, I would say, you know, besides family, he was the one. That invested in me more than I didn't know what wow. he was doing. Yeah. Mm. But he would show up at ball games. He would show up at different times mm. in my life, and he even stayed in touch with me after eighth grade Sunday school. Mm. Wow! Until he passed away, mm. he he stayed. And and when we were talking about that yesterday, that's where my mind went yeah. is to oh. him, mm-hmm. little small man, Gratitude. but huge heart that just mm. man, it, it it was a gospel partnership for me, and I didn't even know it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He I think it. one of the yeah. cool things about mm-hmm. those types of relationships is even if you don't communicate on a regular basis, mm-hmm. yes. when you do communicate, there's just that connection, mm-hmm. right? Sweetness. It could be a year in between or maybe mm-hmm. more, but then when you yeah. talk on the phone or, yeah. you know, however you communicate, it's just like we're right back where we were. You know, that was yeah. back in the day when mail was a big yeah. thing, not email and text yeah, messages. Right. I still have <laughs> little letters, note cards yeah. that he wrote me mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah. Um, and, and let's just point out that mail was a big thing because email and text <laughs> didn't exist. <laughs> it did not exist. Thank you, Mike, for acknowledging <laughs> that. Was I do appreciate that. Jay yes, did, he sent through smoke po- signals. Yes. Jay, did the, pon- did the pony deliver your the mail? Uh, we can take it on down that road. So so you brought you brought uh, you brought an interesting perspective, I think, to to that uh, first, you know, verse three that I thought was really interesting. I never thought of it, but um, you know, Josh, you mentioned that, you know, Paul, as he's talking about, you know, being thankful for his remembrance of these these people, uh, but also that that he has joy when he when he remembers them and, and thinks of them, like like many of those people were likely uh, people that had been a part of like beating and, yeah. a, and attacking mm-hmm. him and, and or took party in that like a decade earlier right when when he cast out the uh, the, the demon you know and, and right. everybody was in an uproar about it so mm-hmm. um, yeah so and then you got into the whole idea of forgiveness which was a, a, a big topic of conversation in our our life group Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but I had never thought about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hadn't either. That, that was the first time I had really considered that some of the people that would have been receiving this letter mm-hmm. would have been some who may have 
beaten him or at least been in the crowd seeing it all happening and not taking a stand or whatever. So I, I kind of thought about it both from Paul's perspective writing to them, but also what would from have been like perspective. from their perspective yeah. receiving this letter yeah. and knowing that this guy has love and concern for mm-hmm. you and joy in reaching out to you yeah. when you might have done this to him. Sitting here next to the counseling pastor of Broadmoor Baptist Church, like like I find a whole conversation that just popped into my mind that I would be curious of your your thoughts on because to to that end, some of these people in theory, right? So yeah. Paul had visited them, he stayed for a little while, then he leaves, yeah. and and so a decade later he writes this letter and sends it back. No doubt there would be some kind of communication with letters back and forth, more than likely. Like this may not have been the first letter, who, who knows what it was, but we we do have account that this is the letter. But to the point that they're they are they are hearing, maybe for the very first time, what Paul thinks about them, yeah. and for us, and and I, again, this is going into to my pop psychology, and this would be your for real psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of times in our life that if we don't have all the information about a situation, mm-hmm. we tend to fill in the blanks with the worst case scenario, mm-hmm. right? Uh, about yep. about us. So yeah. if we have maybe done something like we did it, we yeah. messed up, we did something to somebody then we are going to fill in all of those bad blanks with, uh, I'm worthless, I'm no good, I, I can't be a part of this. And, and any engagement in the church ministry will only be to a certain level because I, I don't believe I'm worthy enough to engage right. fully. Right. And to receive a letter like this before he says anything of theology or doctrine or, or instruction to say to them, when I think about all of you, I love you, and there's nothing but joy in my heart. Hmm. There's a sense that has to release them. Oh, yeah. From, Freeing. Yeah. It frees them to now hear this letter and engage in the yeah. gospel work yeah. even more. I think you're right. I think a lot of times people go around thinking that other people are thinking the worst about them. That's right. And then somewhere along the way, maybe Lord willing, you, you have this opportunity to hear that that's not been on their mind at all. That's right. And it's like, man, how many years have I wasted mm-hmm. maybe not being in a relationship with that person or not serving in the mm-hmm. church or not doing whatever because I thought the other person thought this about me when in reality they, they don't. Yeah. You know? So that was, yeah. that was a pretty cool, again, I've never thought of it mm-hmm. from this perspective. This which, which I think actually, you know, just thinking of that, like almost, I think underscores the need for, for sort of a sense of urgency and reconciliation, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, you know, and I know, you know, one of the things that we say as a church, like we want to, we want to pursue reconciliation, mm-hmm. but, and, and healthy relationships. But, you know, and, and scripture even says, you know, if you bring, you, you come and you bring an offering and you realize that, mm-hmm. you know, you, there's something you have, you have tension between you and a brother, like go, go resolve mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I think because, I mean, there are a lot of reasons, I think, good reasons for that. But one of those could be, you know, all the years, all the time wasted, you know, expending energy and worry and uh, or guilt yeah. and shame mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. over something that that could have been uh, could have been resolved mm-hmm. if you just just you know went and had that sort of reconciling conversation, yeah. Um, yeah. which may or may not turn out the way that you you think yeah. it will. But That's right. yeah, That's yeah, sometimes right. it doesn't go well. <laughs> yeah, uh, and one thing to remember, right? So if we're going to practice our good Bible study 
mm-hmm. techniques like the, to, to practice a good Bible hermeneutic. Um, this, in my opinion, verse three particularly, is more of a descriptive text, not necessarily a prescriptive text. Yeah. So he is not saying that every time you think of everybody, you should be That's full right. of joy, yeah. right? A lot of times we want to jump directly to applications. So yeah. We want to make everything yeah. prescriptive. Yeah. That's not this. The, yeah. This is descriptive, but we can learn a lot from it. it but I think in the description, so when you when you zoom in, like you're going to get this, this narrative, mm-hmm. and then when you zoom out, you're going to get the whole scope of the scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when we think... Of course, this should make sense that 10 years removed from from a moment where they are mobbing Paul and Silas, they're throwing them in prison, they're locking them away, and then 10 years later, the church is thriving and there's nothing but joy thought towards them. Like, again, Paul is not Jesus, Silas is not Jesus, but there is a very clear gospel picture being presented here in the same way that Christ deals with us or those who were at the foot of the cross on that day, that when he was being beaten and mocked and and spit Mm -hmm. on and cussed at, like it wasn't God send the angels down to get them, but it was Father forgive them for they do not know what they do. And so there's this beauty that heaven is filled with people who at one point mocked the Lord or hated the Lord or or cursed the Lord's name, but God in his grace forgave them and redeemed them mm-hmm. and and thinks nothing but joy towards them, not because of what they've done, or even not because of their apology, but because of the work of Christ, right. which I think is in view here as we're going to see unfolding mm-hmm. through the book of Philippians. Paul's joy for them isn't they turned out to be better people than they were 10 years ago, mm-hmm. or they tried harder to do better. The joy here, and he's going to explain it a little bit further, is the gospel partnership mm-hmm. because they have evidently fallen in love with Christ, mm-hmm. and now they are working together to advance the kingdom. Yeah. Mm. So, so you mentioned the gospel partnership, and and you spent some time on that on Sunday, talking about you know that word partnership, the the word there being koinonia, mm-hmm. and and you talked about what that means, and uh, which and I, I thought that was really you know the way you described it was really helpful. Um, you know, the, the you know, it's, I, I think you use the phrase, you know, you too, mm-hmm. like, you know, That's right. um, I have an illustration about that. You have an illustration? Yeah, a lot of times when we, uh, no, we went out and do a training and let's say there's 36, 40 people in the room, I'll say get in groups of three and find something in common. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now get in groups of six and find something in common. So you keep on going until you, your whole group finds one thing something. in common. So That's I thought good. about that Sunday, yeah. but how much more Necessary, pivotal, mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Give me another word. Vital. Vital yeah. is our gospel. Yeah. We were uh, we were doing yeah. prayer request in our life group after the sermon yesterday, and and a couple was sharing about something going on in their family, and as they finished up, another couple said, "Hey, me too. we have been through mm. that with it was mm. about a family member. We've been through just that example." And here's kind of how God worked in it through us. Wow. And they kind of went back and forth, and I just watched it. And then I said, and what's that called? And somebody from the side said, Koinonia. Not quinoa. Not quinoa. Not quinoa. Who can spell quinoa? Although I kind of wish you'd have said quinoa. Who can spell it? Well, we had that whole thing in our life routine. I had it in my notes, and I didn't know if I was right or not. So somebody. Koinonia. Grammarly would have gotten me. There was a moment yesterday, because as I'm reading it, I can pronounce Koinonia. But then, like, I, I take my eyes off my notes and I start talking, and I'm I'm just talking, and right. So there's a, like, and I don't know if you you if your if your job is for you to speak publicly or to speak often. Like there there is something I've talked to other presenters who who have this thing. Like when I'm talking, like sent, words are coming out, sentences mm-hmm. are coming out. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm thinking of other things in my mind. Like yeah, I'm, right. I'm formulating other thoughts. I'm right. figuring out how this is all going to piece and part together. And, and so sometimes I have to keep what I'm saying in check with what I'm thinking. And then there are times that I'm saying words and I think, wait, was that the right word? And so about two minutes <laughs> into my not looking at notes, I'm convinced now that I'm saying quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is gospel quinoa. I was like, no, that can't be right. Wait, am I saying that's quinoa? Funny. And like, this is all going on in my head. And, and if you don't know that that's happening, like I am having a full on freak out. Right inside my brain, right. and I'm like, nope, look back down, say koinonia, and then move on. <laughs> That's right. And so I went, and I found it. I said koinonia, and I moved on. So if I said quinoa, I am so sorry. So but, uh, the, uh, the takeaway that I'm hearing is that quinoa is holy food. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the holy grains. You have yes. quinoa when you have koinonia. <laughs> and there's some listeners right now going, wait. What's keen? What's that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Don't can worry. you spell it? Go look it up. It's not a K. Right. Mm, it's cute. For sure. So, um, mm. yeah, so... So the idea of, of this this partnership, this Christian, and, and I, I, I like I loved it as you were talking about it. I'm looking around the room uh, and where I sit on Sunday mornings. I have a I have a pretty good perspective because I'm way over on the edge, and I have a pretty good perspective of the whole room. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking around the room and I'm thinking, wow, you know there there are there are a growing number of like people in our congregation that are that are like. We're we're all different. Mm-hmm. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of there's more and more diversity mm-hmm. in our congregation, mm-hmm. which I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also thinking, you know, that means th- there are potentially fewer and fewer like things on the surface that might, you know, that might be in common that we might you know relate to. Um, but yet there's this deeper connection, this this gospel connection, uh, and you talked about you know the. Yeah, we could, uh, you know, we we might have this in common, you know, that we love to eat sleeves of uh, Oreos, Oreos uh, <laughs> after bedtime with the kids and those sorts of things. Uh, but but like when you get like beyond those things, like there's this deeper connection, our love for for Jesus, uh, what He's done for us, um, and and I, I look at at the diversity in in the room or even in our life group. Mm-hmm. You know, we're sitting in the room. We commented on it like. We have a very, very eclectic group, and um, and you know, and just on the surface, like quite a few of us, you know, have probably very little in common. Mm-hmm. Yet there's this this community that's mm-hmm. been developed yes. over this this shared um, mm-hmm. you know uh, shared gospel connection. And so in groups world, we a lot of times what this looks like is an affinity type group. Mm-hmm. So we have some guys that cycle together. We have some guys that run together. We even have some guys that hunt together. I'm not a part of that group, but I know they meet. Uh, we have, have some any guys, guys that get together and eat well, Oreos. Yes, uh, well, that sounds like a good group. I, I felt pressure yesterday that we needed to create the Oreo eating group, uh, and I, uh, I have a feeling we're going to fill that group pretty quickly. Uh, ice cream group, Bluebell, I Water think Chestnut Hatred Group. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Group. But Ooh, from America. Yeah, there we go. So, so what happens in those? You know, the affinity part is what brings them together. There, there's yeah. a there's something that they're interested in together. But then to watch the gospel part of that thing begin to play out over yeah. time as relationships grow, they get deeper, the conversations change from just talking about golf or hunting or Oreos, and it gets more into something that just has more gospel depth. And mm-hmm. then, you know, it turns into prayer, it turns into ministry mm-hmm. together. And, and it's just so neat to watch that go from a friendship relationship to so much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so let's talk for a minute. Uh, I want to talk about verse uh, verse six. Um, 
where Paul says, I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Because Josh, you talked about how, you know, uh, we have often, um, like we trust God, we have confidence in in his work in our past and in our present, um, but it's hard for us to sometimes to be confident or to trust God for our future. Uh, yet Paul here, I mean, he's he's obviously he's confident that that God is going to continue the work that he's begun and 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 bring it to completion. Um, so why is it that we find it so hard to trust God for our our future? Goodness, do we have that much time left on the podcast? Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll jump in just quickly for for me in perspective of of Paul. I think right, um, Paul is older by now. Uh, and I don't know if this his answer would have been different as a younger Paul, um, but I know uh, as he is writing this, he he's not far from from soon to be his his execution. Um, and so as we look here, there is a confidence in the past of not not even what the Philippian church did. Like he he's not confident because Philippian church was solid ten years ago, or the mm-hmm. Philippian church shown themselves to be worthy ten years ago. Uh, or, or even the fact that they have, over the course of the most recent future, as he's writing this, um, they're, they're not confident about that. Paul is confident because the Lord started the work. Mm-hmm. And, and that's got to be like to go back. And again, if you were to go back and, and just sit with Acts 16, like there was no other way that could have happened except yeah. God. Right. Mm-hmm. Paul didn't even want to go there. Mm-hmm. Paul wanted to go to Asia. God said, no, can't go to Asia. Well, God, where do you want me to go? Just keep going. I'll tell you when you get there. And he goes all the way around Asia, gets to the port city. God, where do you want me to go? Gives him a dream. Says, all right, we got to go to Macedonia. Goes to Macedonia. They get to Macedonia and still don't know what to do. Hmm. So they get up. They've been there a few days. Lord, what? Why are we here? Walking around and they find this ladies' prayer meeting and the church is born, (laughs) right? There is no way Paul could have said, I planned it out. I mapped it out. We set a year uh, planning up the the, the groups they're going to kick off. This is only God. So he says, God started this. Mm-hmm. God is sustaining this. And I know that God is going to see this through. Mm-hmm. Feeling like he takes his hands off of it and saying, God, this was yours. This is yours. And I know this That's will right. be yours. Right. I have trouble with that because I, number one, I'm not Paul. Number two, I like to have my hands in stuff. Mm-hmm. And I am arrogant just enough and a little bit more than just enough to want to be a part of it all and to think I have actually something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the struggle that I have. I want I, I can trust the past because it is the past. Yeah. I can trust the the present because kind of this is what we're doing. Yeah. But the future is hard for me because I, I, I want to be a part of it. I want to, right. to, be, to do good in it. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't we just trust want to know. There's a part of us just we want to know, know what's yes. coming up. Right? I remember one of our – I won't name him, but one of our kids, uh, when he was probably about three or four, he just constantly wanted to know what the day was going to be like. What's – Tell me what's coming, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and if he didn't know, he would keep asking. And I think I think we're a lot that way. We just want to know what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we'd, what we'd really like is to have control over yep. what it's going to be. Come on. But if we can't have total control, at least give me the picture of mm-hmm. what it's going to be. Right. So I can prepare. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A connecting verse to that, I would think what, what God brought to mind is in Third John 4 that says, I have no greater joy than to know that my children are walking mm-hmm. in truth. And again, that's not about you, but it's about what Christ has started yeah, right. in them. Mm-hmm. And I think a sweet part of Broadmoor for me has been 
um, those kids that I saw as children and students now who are young adults mm. and dads and moms yeah. and mm-hmm. involved in worship, involved in life group, involved in godly parenting. That has been a yeah. sweet um, blessing for me here. And yeah. I always thank God when I see those kids mm. for the, what suits The fight in me every time I hear that verse, I'm so good with the fact that he started the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good with that. I'm good with the fact that he's continuing the work because you can see some of those things. But y'all, I fight like crazy. I felt it welling up in me yesterday. <laughs> and, you know, Josh has to say he's going to complete the work, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he kind of starts fleshing that out a little bit. And I feel that in me because I'm the planner. Control is a big word with me. Uh, I can even get to the point in my worst self, I'm going to manipulate it and try to manipulate Christ because I want to know, okay, so at this point, where am I going to be? Am I still going to be alive, still making an impact? Is But th- there's just this fight inside of me that I want to yeah. control yeah. every part of that yeah. instead of just living in the freedom that Christ has given me in these moments and trusting him and having faith that he's going to He's going to work everything out. And, and y'all, that is that is just a battle for me mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try to express something that's in my mind. It's not fully baked yet, so uh, Ooh. I don't know. I like gooey but cookies. I, <laughs> but I'm just thinking, like, so I'm thinking, you know, as you think about the future, hmm. like I find it almost easier to deal with things that happen to me that I have no control over than things that I have a choice in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So it's almost easier for me to accept God's sovereignty uh, yeah. over things that I have no control in. I, I like I can think, okay, yeah, you know, God's sovereign; He must have a purpose for this, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna trust in that purpose. Then something where I have a decision to make, mm. yeah, and then I have to trust, yeah, in yes. God's sovereignty. It's like, okay, I don't want to mess this um, up. Yeah, I want to make the right choice, you know, and I, I will stress and and just mm-hmm. obsess over it. Um, so mm. well, I think that's spot on, Mike, because that, that that's how most people, appro- mm. I, I, myself included, that's how we approach the Christian life in many cases because we trust God with eternity. That's we right. have no control over it. God, mm-hmm. you, I know when I die, I'll go to heaven. Like mm-hmm. we say that because we really don't, yeah. Yeah. we don't have any control right. over anything. So that's just what we, what we know and, and say. <laughs> so many people don't have a, a struggle with that, but it's the day-to-day life of mm-hmm. – do I go left or do I go right? Yeah. Do I? I mean, I remember going to counseling years ago. Mike Trailer, like severe depression, part like OCD kicking in, like it was awful. And he was like, "Look, you are such a control freak. You need to stop." <laughs> and so, one of the things he told me to do because I was so caught up in making the wrong choice, mm-hmm. he said, "Josh, do you who drives in your family?" Oh, I, I drive. Was your wife not a good driver? No, she's a great driver, but I'm driving. And so we were we were at the First Baptist Jackson office, and he said, okay, is she outside? I said, yeah, she's coming to get me. And so she said, when you get into the Jeep, let her drive, and don't say a word on when mm. you go home. Mm. She gets awful. to pick the way. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. And so <laughs> I got in the car, it? and she said, are you driving? I said, nope, you're nope. driving. She said, well, where do you want to go? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and she and like a part of me was like, I'm just sitting there white knuckling the, the Jeep. We had a Jeep at that time, and I'm just white knuckling. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is wrong with me? Mm. But eternity, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. right. 
Yeah. Weird. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So Preston, true. tell us what's that wrong with us. So true. Uh, everything. Everything is wrong with us. But he's fixing it, so it's okay. Yeah. You know, when I look at that verse, and I've thought about this before, but it, I have to remind myself that he will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Yeah. It's not like we're going to hit a certain mark and see mm. it all come together. Uh, I mean, the way I read that, either. He's going to keep working that out in us until the day we die or mm-hmm. the day he returns, That's whichever right. comes first. So That's we're right. not actually going to see the completion of it until then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And therefore, whatever tomorrow holds, I'm still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And the day after, I'm still a work in progress. And if I'm 99 years old, I'm still a work in progress. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and then part of it, we didn't have time to get into it yesterday. And and this, again, goes into we think a lot of ourselves. Maybe Maybe we should think a little... Um, differently of ourselves, mm. I think there's a reason that when the Apostle Paul writes that that he is going, he's confident he's going to bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Mm. He doesn't say until your death, and mm. and here's mm. the re- the difference in those two because it's not about you. Yeah, because what God is doing doesn't end when you die. God God's right. work That's continues. Right. That's right. Mm. We are a part of it. It we mm. we are a. In some ways, we are a blip on the timeline of faith, mm-hmm. but we are we are integral in what yeah. God God created us to do yeah. good work. God right. created us to advance the gospel, right. but it is not about us. And mm-hmm. so, once we die, the work continues until yeah. Christ comes, and then that's, that's right. the moment that the work stops, yeah. mm-hmm. and then we get to with all of glory rejoice yeah. in the fullness of Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great thing to remember for us. So the completion is not just a personal completion right. of what no, he's doing. Right. It's no, this no, no. bigger picture. Of and what and he's certainly doing. our work would be done yeah. when we die, <laughs> um, at least on this side of glory. Right. But but the work yeah. continues that's on, right. and, and that that's helpful to I guess to keep good. it in front of us. That's good. That the work is bigger than we are, mm-hmm. and, and it should Much always bigger. be that way. Yes, mm-hmm. that is good. That is good. Um, well, well, great conversation today. There, there are uh, there are a few things uh, as we we wrap up here uh, that I think are worthy of talking about. One, I want to bring up again the fact that we are having community fest this Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you show up on campus and uh, you realize there are no cars in the parking lot and you see the signs, please go to Liberty Park. That's where we're going to be. We're having worship service there that morning at nine thirty. Uh, which is our normal uh, time. Uh, and then we're eating lunch together out at the park uh, and then uh, have the festival part, the fest part of Community Fest uh, is going to start at 2 o'clock and uh, I think at a 6. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so there'll be lots of activities for families and, and just, a, just a great day of fun. Uh, I think the weather's going to be great. So, mm-hmm. uh, Lord willing. So join us out there again, uh, you know, uh, back to our meteorology uh, discussion uh, earlier. It's going to be uh, it's going to be dry. <laughs> the high <laughs> pressure system coming in yes. from the northwest. <laughs> yes. Uh, a couple other things, though, just to mention, uh, we've got uh, an event coming up for men. So if you're you're listening and uh, you are a man, um, uh, we have uh, around the table, which often happens on Sunday or on on weekday mornings. Right. Uh, but this one's going to be at night with. Tommy Bowden. Yes, we try to do at least one of these events in the evenings, and uh, on October 10th, we'll have Tommy Bowden, uh, Coach Tommy Bowden, uh, Clemson Football, does a lot of work with uh, FCA now, uh, is also on ACC Network with ESPN quite a bit, so uh, he's coming, he's written a a book, and just uh, coming to invest in our men. This is a great opportunity to come uh, bring your son, grandson, this is just guys and uh, and kids, so just uh, just bring them, and uh, we're going to have a lot of uh, 
tailgate food, which you would expect with a college football coach, and uh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. We're going to have so much fun. If you're if you're planning on attending, uh, broadmoor.org slash connect, and you can sign up. Let us know you're coming so we have enough food for you. Yeah, that's great. Any cost involved? No cost. No cost. Absolutely. Just, just show just up. Just show up and enjoy the evening. That's great. And uh, so another thing, because we don't want to leave any women that might be listening out, uh, this oh. hasn't... This hasn't actually begun being promoted yet, but it hasn't. But I November twenty eighth. November twenty eighth. We got. Tell yes. us what's coming that day. Christmas gathering. We've had this several years. I believe it's my first year to be here with Broadmoor. It four is to definitely seven. your first year. To be here. It <laughs> is four to seven. We're going to have a market with a lot of different vendors here, as long as mission opportunities too. And then at seven, Terry Lee Cobble. Yeah, will be with us. What is she famous for? Way to bury the headline, by the way. Bible, (laughs) the Bible recap. Recap. Yes, you can get your tickets online at broadmoor.org backslash Christmas gathering. Boom! I hope. I hope that's right. (laughs) Feel good about it, and probably on the Connect Center at some point. And the Connect Center. Good news, we have a search bar. Yeah, search bar. Put it in your search bar. Yeah, but I think you know. like I know a lot of people who do the Bible re- recap. Like, yes, men and a women. Bible reading plan. Let me say I'm this, actually yes. doing it this year. It's me been too. You are yeah, you loving me it? Too. So yeah. it's Jake. Love it. So yes, it's an event for women. But Neil has Neil Marsh, our uh, executive, executive pastor over executive ministries, pastor over ministries and etc. <laughs> will be in the balcony, sitting in the balcony, and so any men that would like to come. Do we have a balcony? You have to. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> what? I was just thinking Wait, that. Is this really? yeah. Where's so the balcony? We're gonna construct a balcony. This time. <laughs> just kidding. Like, what would you call it? Balcony. What would you call it? A, a tier? The a, upper section. The upper section of the room. The uh, if you want to come and sit with Neil and Jay, and I, I will be you there. Coming? Yes, you coming? Yeah, I will. Be it's during hunting season. Yeah. Well, I'm not quite sure. I'm I may show up. Okay. Yeah. Maybe Mike too. Maybe Oreos that night. But she is delightful and a great Bible teacher. Yeah. Excited about having her. So, uh, so yeah, it's going to be great. That's November twenty eighth. So we've got, we've got things coming up, and um, and uh, <laughs> Beth is all excited because she just realized that the information she gave yes. you about the website is, is correct. In is fact, correct. correct. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, hey, thanks for listening today, and uh, uh, as as always, it's uh, it's great walking alongside you guys and doing life with you. Mm-hmm. So, and when I say guys, I also mean girls. Gender so, neutral. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Love y'all, folk. <laughs> Love you, y'all. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others, and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.